So we saw the Kuzari uh, that the Chacham talks about the difference between someone who knows Hashem and uh, the second category is people who try and prove him from a point of lack of knowledge. So the king responds, we're holding in Sif uh, and he says, Omar Kuzari. So the king says, Hashem. I understood from what you said the difference between what you call Elohim and Hashem. Again, Elohim being the force we see that runs the world. Hashem is a person who's had the privilege to, so to speak, know Hashem personally. And I speak to him or hear him or whatever it might be. I also understand when we talk about Avram Avinu believed in as Hashem, and on the other side, Aristotle believed in, was not talking about the same thing. So I understand that as well. Vashem Hashem, and that when you're talking about Hashem, so you saw that he explains in the previous paragraph that it's not just an awareness, it's a, a, a desire for a connection which people have for Hashem. Whereas you're talking about Elakim, you know, you're talking about the fact that we see a world which is running with a creator, so. Yatelah, but applies to it is the Akasha, which means we can prove it or deduce that there must be that force which runs off. Atamu Yavi Mishi Agiyadav Shimsa Nafshala Avasai, which I also understand how a person who's experienced the closeness to Hashem would be willing to be most nefesh for that and to die for it. But Vakasha Hakasha Azais, Hiraya, Kirim Musa Chayva Boyd Shilatazik, Vayagir, Vavuratai. As the person's coming to a logical conclusion, so then that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be willing to suffer uh, to suffer or to sacrifice for it. And therefore, he says that uh, I understand the difference between serving Hashem uh, from a logical deduction that there must be a creator or serving Hashem from the point of connection which a person is willing to sacrifice everything to, to, to experience more. But now after having understood all of that, then he says an uh, unusual point. He says, but the end the Hashim Arista you can't blame Aristotle when he he marks the Maizani Muslim, which means the mitzvahs. From his point of view, you're right that Abraham Avinu understood better and saw things differently, but you can't blame Aristotle for what he said when he was coming from the position of philosophy and he didn't know more than that. Why is it important to blame him? Not to blame him? Living in the remember, there are Leib was living in a world where Aristotle was considered the uh, and everything was uh, his chachm was uh, considered the best, the highest, and uh, even the Rambam, when he relates to Aristotle, he was the biggest, the biggest chachm there was, and therefore the world is very much in awe of him, very much uh, respected him, and therefore he keeps trying to defend him. But even if you're not going to, even if you prove to me that's better, but uh, he, yeah, he doesn't want to. Him and, and obviously the Chav is going to argue with that too. And since you design, Amar Achaver, but isn't that since you design Amar Achaver, of Avram Urkastim, Avram suffered. In other words, he went through the test of Urkastim, he had himself to throw into the fire. Vagarus, when Hashem told him Lechlacha, he moved to Eretz Yisrael, Vamela, Merchokas Yishmael, Vakeres Yitzchak, Yishchait Aisa. Avram, all the Nisyanists that Avram succeeded in passing. All the levels of Rambam have reached is kira mina inyan hadaki mashira. It's true that he saw a certain amount of the inyan hadaki was a navi, and there was a time loyakasha. It wasn't from a deduction; it was that he tasted, he had connected to Hashem. 
nothing that's hidden from Hashem from any action that he did. And he saw that Akadish Baruch Hu would pay him, uh, would reward him for the mitzvahs that he did. And means right away. And showed him the way he was meant to travel. Everything Abraham did was only what Hashem's instruction was only based on what Hashem wanted him to do. Now, the point, that's, we know. But now the point he wants to say, and this is an interesting point, he says, And that is, he said, Abraham Avinu himself, and the Ramam Ratzah said, Abraham Avinu himself, as well, Abraham Avinu himself began as a philosopher. You know, so he tried to understand the world. And he tried to understand the world from the perspective of human intellect. And as much as he could understand, he could understand. But then it got to the stage where HaKadosh Baruch reveals himself to him. And then at that stage, he doesn't need his former, uh, so to speak, uh, discoveries or conclusions. He's now experienced that. It's the Chacham talking. Right. And, therefore, and now when was that? This is the Chiddush of the Kuzari. When Hashem told Avram, uh, until now you've been under the dominion of the stars. And that's a, it says, actually, when you go outside and look at the stars, it says I'm going to take you above the stars. And the way that the Kuzari explains that, he says, which means we go out from being under the dominion of the stars. But Sulaimash, this is a very chat, he instructed him, and he told him to, to abandon all his previous maskanas, his whole form way of thinking, all the results he came to from understanding the stars, or understanding the physical world. And now Hashem is speaking to you, and now that you can connect him on a higher level, now forget about everything that you've worked on and understood before now. There's a, there's a higher level which you're now going to operate on, and therefore, what's he saying? He's, the question that the, the king asked him was... It's not Aristotle's fault. It's not Aristotle's fault for not knowing better. And, uh, and the, the Khazari's answer is twofold. Firstly, Abraham Avinu also wanted to originally examine the world before Hashem appeared to him. And from that uh, analysis, Abraham Avinu came to Hashem. As opposed to Aristotle who didn't. The man said, Abraham came to Hashem even before Hashem revealed himself. In other words, the conclusion that Abraham Avinu came to from looking at the world was he came to the Emunah. And what's even more than that, and that's amazing, uh, the Kazari doesn't emphasize it, for what he says, but he doesn't emphasize it, the Adam of Hashem too. And that is, Ba'ur Kastim, when Abraham was willing to give up his life and be thrown into the furnace, was still before Hashem had revealed himself to him. Which means that the conclusion that Abraham Avinu came to, that there must be Hashem, and he's willing to die for that, was even before as even before he had, so to speak, Hashem had made contact with him. Hashem had spoken to him. So that was all based on the strength of his understanding without the experience. That's quite possible. Quite the man that he was three years old when he recognized Hashem, Hashem didn't reveal himself. No, definitely not. Um, the first time Hashem spoke to him, <coughs> was even when he was 70 or 75, depending on how he done the what, uh, what, how old he was at the time of, uh, at the Brisbane of Sar? It's later on. And after the beginning of Lech Lecha, then it says that Hashem didn't reveal himself to Avram until he saw that Avram was willing to, was willing to be much nefesh. 
It wasn't right away. You didn't have Ashkocha or anything? I mean, Hashem, we talked about we still see him exist around us. We do, but remember, we have the background of Matim Torah, of Kaddish or knowing that Hashem spoke to them. Avram didn't have that. Coincidence. And, uh, but there still is Ashkocha in the world. 100% is Ashkocha in the world, but the question is what brings the person to see that? So the person already knows that, the, that we have Hashem and that He runs the world and He speaks to us, and now we look to see him in our lives, we will. But Avram didn't have that. Even with Alan, it's not possible. It has to begin somewhere, something didn't happen on its own. And all this philosophical stuff, it just, you can't make it up. It has to be the creator, whether... The, you're right, the philosophers are not Abraham right. came to that conclusion. The Abraham came to that conclusion on his own. And what he's trying to argue with is what the king said before, and that is it's only possible for a person to be most nefesh if he had come from, if he had that experience. And then once he felt Hashem or heard Hashem, then he's able Whereas without that, if a person is just working on the basis of what he understands, so he won't be able to do that. And the king says it's not. And the Chacham tells the king it's not true. Avram Avinu was willing to most nefesh even before Hashem spoke. To him. He doesn't emphasize that point. He says that Avram went all through all these things, and uh, and eventually came to the case of Hashem told him go out from your philosophy, from your beliefs, and and we know that it was afterwards because that was already in Eretz Yisrael. When Hashem said, uh, when Hashem told him to go out from the uh, from the Kehovim, and then he'll he'll now deal with him a different way. Right. So I guess he doesn't emphasize this point, but the feel the cheshbon he makes. That's where it comes out. I was taken over anymore, and now now that Hashem shown him that this time we're going to tell Hashem, so now he doesn't need to rely on his not his understanding on his own. So the Emes Nikra to tell Yisrael, Mipnei Sheharoz Harus Hazos, Harus Nederes Puzudaso. When you call Hashem Nevekei Yisrael, why? Because it was through Kai Yisrael that Hashem revealed Himself. Menikra Nevekei Aretz, Bavur Sheyesh Lachayach Miyuchad Meavira Vaaretz. Hashem called Nevekei Aretz, which literally means the God of the world. Why? So He says uh, that there's something special about um, Eretz Yisrael. That's the Aretz. Something Miyuchad Meavira from its air, Meavira from the land, Meshamei Aizun Azeh. These are all things we spoke about before in the Mamre Hashanah, because I already spoke about the Mamre Hashanah, and it's a, a place which is more conducive for Ruchnius, and that's also a place which is more easy to connect to. So this is Marshall, is going to give, and he says that just like if the places that uh, a person grants or plants there, uh, which if the ground is more fertile or it's more, uh, it's the right kind of soil for that kind of plant, so it'll be more successful there. So same thing, Eretz Yisrael is a place where it's easier to connect to Hashem. And what he wants is that. That's his, again, he doesn't say it before, but he said this before. That's why Hashem told Abram to go to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, when he wants to bring Abram to that stage of being able to experience Rukhnius rather than just understand it, so he wants him to come to Eretz Yisrael, because there in Eretz Yisrael, that's where, that's where he's going to be more able to receive Nebuah. But how did he tell him if it wasn't Nebuah? I don't it was Nebuah. And Hashem said, Lech lecha me'artzacha. Hashem is speaking to him. He's still in Haran. But he'll be able to reach a higher level of Nebuah in Eretz Yisrael. And that is, uh, because like I said before, it's a, it's a place which is it's easier for a person to get to that level. Well, was Lech lecha the first time that Hashem... The first time spoke with Abraham. So that's what you said before. It's, not, it depends. We know that Tomas is clearly when that when Avram was 75, is when Hashem spoke to him and told him, at the time he was in Haran. 
we know that uh, there was a bris ben Abisarim, which was even though it comes much later in the parsha, there's a machlekes when it happened. When, when, how old was the problem when the bris ben Abisarim happened? Because according to Rashi Shita, that that the bris ben Abisarim was 30 years before Yitzchak was born, and then from Yitzchak's birth was 400 years until Yitzchak's mitzrayim. So like Pazuk says in Parshas Poyah, Moshe b'nei Yisrael, Shlosh Mishana Rabbah Mishana. It's 30 years and 400 years. So Rashi explains from the time that Hashem told Avram at the Brisbane of Sarim that your children are going, your children are going to go into Godless, was 430 years until the God. 30 years from the Brisbane of Sarim until the birth of Yitzchak, and 400 years from the birth of Yitzchak until Yitzchak's return. So according to Rashi's Cheshman, it comes out that the Brisbane of Sarim was when Avram was 70, not 75. In other words, Blech Lecha happened later. No. Was brought to Israel, so, oh, so the way they explain Rashi, I don't know if he was brought to he came, but he was in Eretz Israel at the time, and that's when Hashem went to Brisbane of Sarim with him, and then he returned to Haran. And then later, and then, right, Chazal say, and he was there as Israel, but the most his father was in Haran, so he went back to the Kavadah. And then five years later, the Tzivu came from Hashem and got back to Eretz Israel again. So that's uh, the other Shonim don't say like that. They understood the Brisbane of Sarim happened later, but at least according to Rashi and the Mashmah, so the Farshim will go with that. The first time Hashem spoke was Bresh Ben Absar. So again, so Hitz I'm sorry for saying this again. Hitz is about a beer was either by Bresh Ben Absar or by not before that. Now when when, when, when did the yeah, when did the Balabir say? And the Balabir, the Mashmaz is then. The Arachaim writes the beginning of the Achlecha. He says that he brings the pasuk Shimi Basari that uh, he he brings the insight that the years of Ram was the righteous Hakadosh. He was the first one. So to speak, to go to the path of Hashem. It was only after Hashem saw he was completely faithful and tested him and he succeeded in passing the test, then Akash Baruch revealed himself to him. But the Mashmaz was that he had been willing to most of the even before that. And that's the answer of the Chacham to the Kazari. And that is, it's not that you have to first be a Nov in order to understand the Munah properly or to or feel strongly enough that you're willing to most of the Nefesh. You see, Abraham did it without that. Now, so the following carries on. to have a monarch in Tumus Devraim, which is in the words of the Torah, the Ovi Mishalim, that is the 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 Nevim. It talks about the Mishalim from the Nevim because the, that's the what they saw, and that's basically based on the before they had. That's what we're learning from. So we're relying on them. Mashloya Nuchah Lahamin Philosophim, which doesn't let people necessarily believe the philosophers. However, it might they're going to use fancy language or uh, explain things in a in a in a deep sounding way. It's not maniac people to follow them. Imagine they're an That is, but when it comes to the Nevi'im, that everyone trusts them. In his lashon, they were nochon of chosen hamim. They we we might not be Nevi'im ourselves, but we follow them. No, we know what they saw was the MS, and therefore what they gave us in reading the Torah of the Nevi'im is uh, with the Nemoivsim that they did is something which we 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 know to be true and we continue the same way. 
when it comes to philosophers, people didn't believe the philosophers. He said they might be Chachamim, people try to understand them. But they didn't necessarily believe it because he said it, then you know for sure it's true. Which is Rashi and Gemayinavua. Being as a Navi, he showed us clearly that he was a Navi of Hashem. He showed us the Moivsim, whatever was necessary, to prove that this is what Hashem, this is what Hashem commanded the Taras. And we follow it, we believe. This is what comes to philosophy. As much as we saw in the time, Aristotle was respected. He says, but it's not something which people naturally believe and follow. Because like they would listen to Elum and the Pashas Mitzvah Abbas Famous, like they would listen to Navi Amis. A commercial man, and they call him Divri Amis. Like Hazal said, the last one, they call him Divri Amis. And therefore, he says there's a difference. As much in his argument to Kazari, he says, as much as the king, as much as you uh, think and credit Aristotle as being incredibly intelligent and understanding so much, but the Messiah, you see, people don't naturally follow him like they follow the Nabi. By the Navi, we know it's Amis. Either because you know he was a Navi or because he showed us signs, he showed us he was a Navi. And therefore, what uh, what he says is something we, we if taken as Amis, not we do. Whereas philosophy, as much as you might be impressed by it, and the, the depth of the logic, or whatever you want to call it, it isn't something which is proven in the same way. And therefore, it's not something which people naturally uh, are naturally going to follow blindly. Assuming that like, they're not philosophers themselves. Or, I understand. It doesn't so much attract people to naturally assume it's the right thing to do. And how do they know that the Nevi'im were... How do they know that their next-door neighbor who was a Navi was saying the truth? So the Torah says, how do you know if saying the truth? When he tells us what's going to happen, then he's right. And it happens. And it happens. And every single detail when he says happens, and we know that he's a Navi. But I thought that multiple... Uh, I thought that most Nevi'im didn't get in the twice, right? So how do you know... But if they came to tell someone else that the Navi it's a way to check out the Navi. The false success is you ask them what's going to happen. And he tells you exactly what's going to happen. And every single detail he says comes true. Mm-hmm. Then you know. That's the sign of the Navi. Okay, so that's what the Fakhim responds to the, compl- the, the, the king. And the king, his, his retort to that, if you trust, Amr Akhazari, so the king says, and he wrote from Magana Philosophy. Uh, I see that you Megana, you cross it, you use down, down playing or disgracing really the, what the philosophers held up. What they were not known as and what they were uh, accepted for as being uh, correct and as being logical and as finding the Amis, you're saying exactly the opposite, that they were, they were aimlessly wandering around in the Shekhar because they didn't have that Amis. I said, in the world, whoever is, uh, tries to, so to speak, detach himself from everybody else and, and uh, work more on understanding what he's doing, you say he's trying to become a philosopher, and you do exactly the opposite. I told him, I said, you say, no, stop, misguided people. So instead of seeing it as a compliment that a person is trying to work on understanding the world and getting to a higher level of, of uh, awareness, uh, you say exactly the opposite. They were just misguided, and therefore they were wandering around aimlessly, trying to work things out on their own when they're missing the book because the Muna is there, and they could have they could have accepted it. It was really well known a long time before that. How can you say this? Are you just and that is that that is Avram because Avram was the first. So Avram had to start with uh, some mahalach because he had nothing to base himself on, and that's why he he also went the route of trying to understand the world and brought him to Hashem, and therefore that that was. Only when it was Avraham Avinu. 
and that's what the two arguments that the Khazari made against philosophers. Number one, the conclusions that they came to are necessarily right. The philosophers. The philosophers. You see that Rome went the route of philosophy, and he came to a different conclusion. He came to a position there must be a Bera, and that is in charge of what's going on. So you can't necessarily extremely the conclusions are right. And number two, it's all unnecessary. Because once there was a Brahmavilu, and we know that there were Nevi'im, and we know that we have people who experience Hashem, so why are we wandering around aimlessly trying to prove something which we already know exists? And therefore, the everyone else is wasting their time. But the nations of the world weren't aware of this. They still were aware of it. Abraham was well known in the world, and not only that, as there was Matan Torah, which the whole world knew about. And therefore, it's like somebody who is like trying to prove something or work something out, which the world already accepted, the world already knows it exists. So why are you wasting your time? It's the habit of the day. First, we try to, to work out, okay, is there something called electricity? Is there, isn't there? He's trying to work it out himself. He's trying to see if he can make a current flow. I said, what are you talking about? The whole, everyone knows about it. It's like, it's, it's not a great chachma. It's just deluding yourself into believing that you're trying to work something out, which is well known. And that's the same inside over here. Rast is trying to prove, is Dashem, is Dashem. This is well known already. Uh, this was, they came a thousand years after Mamir Asina. So there were the Nevim, thousands of Nevim since then. So why are you trying to go back on things which everyone's already accepted, everyone already knows? And that's why it says their the pursuit of a knowledge is backwards. It's not that they're looking for something they don't know. It's that they're trying not to, not to work with what people do know and uh, recreate the world themselves. And that's why the Qasari says, the king says to him, I see that other other. Exactly what people prided the philosophers or looked up to him for, and that is their analysis logically, you're putting them down for that. Because you're saying that they, they're going the wrong route by trying to... right. By trying to re- find the ex- uh, explanations for things which have already been proven, already been known. So he's not really arguing with, with them, he's just making a comment that I see other of that you're coming to go the opposite direction of everybody else, and that is to, 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 to devalue everything that they're doing. It's a waste of time. And the emphasis, this is what the father has been saying time and again. It's true. That's exactly what he's saying. They're wasting their time. And the Rambam says in the Torah as well. He says that, uh, he calls him uh, the Yavani and the Talmud of Arushan. He's talking about Aristotle's students. And he says they're Rishon because they could imagine that everything that we knew have been told at the time didn't exist. Now we have to start again and work it out for ourselves. It's not necessary. We already know all this. We already, this is already after the period of the Torah and the Nevi'im and the Besam English and all the miracles which happened there. And now you come to argue. Is there, isn't there, is there spiritual, isn't there spiritual? Like, why are you going back on things that the world's already known? For a long time. That's what they succeeded in doing, and that's what makes why the Ramban calls them Rishon. What they succeeded in doing is creating a smokescreen. And therefore, whereas before that everyone accepted that there was prophecy in the world and the Western Torah was true, now the more that they doubted it and debated it and wondered about it and tried to prove it, the more it makes everybody else less, so to speak, reliant on their Muna that there was before that. And therefore, rather than being accurately trying to, or honestly trying to find things out, really that the philosophy became a way to make everything a suffer. Nothing's absolute, nothing's for sure, and we can doubt it, we can debate it, and philosophy has always been doing that. I mean, you have the more modern philosophers, that does a person exist, doesn't exist, is he really alive, isn't he alive? But whoever wanted that? A person knows he's alive. But no, maybe not. Maybe he just thinks he's alive. He's not really. Like, that, that thrust of philosophy, it was. Walter's famous idea. Yeah, yeah. How do I know him exist? Right. Is, is this coming to destabilize everything? Walter? Walter. It's, uh, yeah, it's coming to destabilize everything. 
that we can debate out, that we can debate, that you can't prove it. So basically, everything which everybody knows and is clear to us, but it's not really, it's not the exploration of knowledge. It's more like, it's more like the, the right the way to kind of blur the borders of knowledge that becomes something unclear and something inexact and something which we can debate, and it, it does exactly the opposite. Instead of making things clearer, it just as a way to make what was clear more unclear. That's exactly what the Chacham wants. That don't be so, uh, so to speak, don't be so overawed by philosophers that they weren't doing anybody a service. 